0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 86 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Galatians 5 today, and our focus is on the fruit of the Spirit how to walk in the Spirit and how to recognize maturity in others. So, thanks for joining us today on the Bible 2021 podcast, where we dig into the Word of God one chapter at a time. Five days a week, we're in the New Testament. Two days a week, we're in the Old Testament. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Yorkshire, UK, Bangladesh, Assam, India, and Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you all for listening and joining with us. It would be awesome if you would think about sharing the show on social media and with your friends via conversation, email, text, whatever. Invite them to join us as we daily read through God's Word and discuss it. How do you know if someone is a mature and godly Christian leader that is worth your time and attention? It In an age that we're living in where we can listen to the best teaching and teachers in the world via podcasts and YouTube and other digital kind of means, it's kind of a good question to ask. Over the years, working at various Christian conferences and such, I've been able to see some eh, moderately famous Christians up close. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not name dropping. I don't count anybody famous among my real friends, but I have seen several Christian leaders backstage, so to speak. Many, if not most of them, have seemed to show great evidence of genuine godliness and maturity. Others, however, might appear to be amazing on stage and might seem to be supremely gifted, but maybe behind the scenes their lives showed evidence of trouble. Perhaps you can think of a few, or many, high-profile Christian leaders and Christian politicians and Christian athletes over the years who have had well-publicized scandals. How can we know who is a real godly Christian or leader worth listening to? Is it through their speaking ability or spiritual gifts or the size of their church or what have you? I don't think any of those are reliable indicators of somebody's level of godliness. Rather, as Jesus tells us, we will know ourselves and other Christians not by our gifts or their gifts or the number of followers on social media, the size of their church, the price of their shoes, but by their fruit. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 15-20, "...beware false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit." A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Well, let's read our passage today in Galatians, where Paul is going to teach us about the works of the flesh, or the human nature, and the works of the Holy Spirit in us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, them, and, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Take note. I, Paul, am telling you that if you get yourselves circumcised, Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testified every man who gets himself circumcised that he is obligated to do the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. For we eagerly await through the Spirit, by faith, the hope of righteousness— For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. You were running well. Who prevented you from being persuaded regarding the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. I myself am persuaded in the Lord you will not accept any other view, but whoever it is that is confusing you will pay the penalty. Now, brothers and sisters, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. I wish those who are disturbing you might also let themselves be mutilated." For you are called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement: love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So, how can you and I walk in the fruit of the Spirit and not manifest or live out the works of the flesh in our life? How can we do that? Well, I like how Pastor David Platt from Virginia answers this question. He says what Paul does is basically gives us the acts of the sinful nature in Galatians 5, 19-21, and the fruit of the Spirit in verse 22. And you get down to verse 24, and it says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. This is good news. Paul is talking to the church in Galatia, and he's saying, You've been given the Spirit inside of you, and yet so many of you are still living like you are in bondage to the sinful nature. And he says you've been delivered from that. You don't live according to the sinful nature anymore. You live in step with the Spirit. Now the Spirit is in you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's there's a word for us here today, and it's a good word. For far too long, the church of Jesus Christ in which Christ dwells has looked exactly like those who live according to the sinful nature. And the beauty of Galatians 5 and the beauty of Colossians 1.27 is that when you trust in Christ, your sinful nature is crucified. It's rendered powerless completely powerless. You're no longer in bondage to sin. Not one of you listening who has trusted Christ is any longer in bondage to sin. You know why? Because Christ is not in bondage to sin and Christ is in you. Therefore, you don't have to live as a slave to sin anymore because Jesus has conquered it and you don't have to defeat it because he has already defeated it for you. The Christian life is not about us going out and trying to fight the the sin sins and temptations we struggle with, Christ has already taken care of that. It is living in the life that Christ has already paid the price to give us. So we are delivered from the sinful nature. He exchanges, puts the Spirit in us, Christ in us. Jesus has exchanged his life with us. Galatians 2.20, what does Paul say? He says, I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. So you and I were crucified with Christ. Sinful nature gone and out of the picture. Christ lives in me in the life that I now live in the body. I now live by faith in him who loved me and gave himself for me. He has taken your sinful nature and he has crucified it to a cross. You're no longer in bondage to it anymore because Christ is in you and he has transformed the very core of your being. Amen to that. And because of that, We also have the Spirit of Christ in us, the Holy Spirit, and he's the one that produces these wonderful fruit in our life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. We don't have to strain with all of our heart and make those fruit come out of us. They come out of us through the Spirit of Christ who dwells in us. So that's good news. Let's close with some more good news. Our verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25, Therefore Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends. Have a good weekend, and Godspeed.